Hey, yo, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, marks, smarks, and watchers of all promotions. You know what? You just made the you just list. Made the, list. the Fourth Wall Pop Network proudly presents its reigning, defending tag team podcasters of the world, JC Bones and DJ Maddie G. Well, you know, you're exactly right, mean Gene, Gene. Whether you're watching from quarantine or wrestling for empty arenas, we have you covered. Uh, Find out what went down and what's coming up as we give you new normal wrestling. What is up, podcast players? It is Maddie G. I took the sledgehammer. I broke the throne, much like Cody did. I took Johnny Bone's seat this week. I'm the man with the plan, but I can't do it on my own. It is great to have you joining us, but I am about to bring in the man of the hour. Let me introduce you to the Heenan to my monsoon, the macho man to my Vince, the good brother like no other, the member of New Normal Wrestling fam with the greatest plan. He's your quarantine mean gene, the one, the only, the lavish Wade Ilson. What's up, Wade? How are you? <laughs> wow. Yo, that intro. I mean, you just, Bones, you're going to have to do better next week, brother. He just crapped on you. I'm giving him the MVP trophy right now. He just passed you up. I'm feeling good, brother. Glad to be here to talk about another week of wild, crazy wrestling with you, brother. Uh, yeah. Wild and crazy doesn't even cover it. I feel like uh, we, we, we sent Johnny Bones, we sent JC Bones to parts unknown. He's out on location this week. Uh, I feel like with the exception of Ruby Riot getting a title shot, this is the worst week for him to miss exactly. uh, a lot of things happened a lot of moving parts and a lot of stuff that i know uh i know bones he's going to be upset about not having but fortunately he's got the two best players in the game he's got the motor city machine guns of podcasting to mm. fill him in <laughs> throwing it i like when people ask what the hand point is about and i'm like look at a map look at michigan look where detroit is mm-hmm. so our- you know, w- without any further ado, I, I, I feel like we have a lot more to get into this week due to controversy than anything else. Uh, you know, not necessarily bad controversy, but I think, I think a lot of big things happened this week. You know, uh, title changes, uh, uh, surprise visits, uh, title defenses, just incredible promos out of nowhere. I got to say, this was a week for promos. I feel like across the board, pretty much every program had at least an a number one promo on it i think the talking skills have gone through the roof in the past couple of months people whose promos were only okay have gotten much better people who have had those good promos have gotten to that borderline great moment um i I don't know i just i just feel like i feel like it's a lot more of a race now impact stepped up had a couple of huge signings, had, in my opinion, an excellent pay-per-view. Um, there were a couple technical difficulties. There was a couple of questionable wrestling spots. There were some things, but that's going to happen on every pay-per-view. Uh, I think money, television, roster size, it's a different situation, but I think we're in a three-dog race now. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I Honestly, like you said, one of the main things that stuck out this week besides the controversy was the amazing promo work. You basically hit the nail on the head. A lot of people who we didn't expect to get great promos from and even people we, we usually expect to do great in my work went above and beyond what they normally do. 
And I got to agree, it's, it feels like it's a three-dog race now it's between the three. We got Impact, we got AEW, we got WWE. Yeah. I don't know where you fall with, you know, how you would rank them. But like you said, it's a three-dog race. And I just love watching and seeing what the next person's going to do, whatever day wrestling's on. Because Lord knows we got a lot of it to watch. Yeah, and, and a lot of quality now, too. Um, I feel bad. I used to be a giant Ring of Honor mark. I, I, have, I have their championship title here. I, I'm not a big title collector. I definitely have one of their replicas. Um, I think ranking them is difficult. I think the products offer different things for the most part. I think that Impact and AEW are most alike. And unfortunately for Impact, they're on axis as opposed to dynamite which is on tnt um you know i I think the powers that be the 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 con family has uh the jacksonville area with daly's place and the stadium they've got built-in television people already they've got billions not billion billions of dollars behind them and they own other sports franchises it's not just the building they have been dealing with producing live sporting events for i don't even know how long that's that's my bad um i think we should get things rolling this week with impact and i think where impact falls down is just the fact that they don't have that mainstream television the usa network everybody has it tnt everybody has it access i don't know a lot of people that have access you're the one that introduced me to being able to watch live on twitch and i think that's fantastic i also like that impact has embraced that instead of shying away from it it's not a bootleg situation they have melissa santos who is involved with their product doing their commercial breaks um you know interacting with fans i I think that they're making the best of a bad situation of not being able to reach a larger market with the talent that they just signed, with the job that they've been doing during quarantine, and I'd say even the year prior to quarantine, if not 18 months, um, I think they're looking for a big boy move. I think they're looking to step out of maybe, I don't know what their deal is with Access, I don't know what their contract is, but if it's a short-term situation, I think that they could be going to look for you know, maybe a second-tier cable company as opposed to just whoever makes them an offer. I agree. I mean, you know what? Impact, like you said, impact is like the cockroach that won't die. <laughs> like you can hit it as many times as you want. It's going to bounce back. They're making the best out of, a, out of a very crappy situation with everything that's going on in the world. And that's what impact does. They find a way to adapt to whatever situation they are put into. We could, a lot of people were upset that they wanted to watch impact. What happened? We found a way to work with Twitch. I feel they can make a bigger move if they made their way onto YouTube somehow. Because oh, everybody yeah. who has YouTube. Mm-hmm. YouTube is easy money. You can do it that way. And again, a network thing wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad idea either. You can go to a you just have to find maybe a NBC, some type of network where they could showcase what you guys do. Because at one point, Access used to have a ton of wrestling. They used to have not only Impact, but they had New Japan as New well. Japan. They had yep. Ring of Honor. They had everything. I just wanted to be where Impact can be shown on a national audience, to bigger than what Twitch is. And I know Twitch is pretty big at the moment, but expand that. Yeah, absolutely. Mo- moving forward, you know, you've got an incredible talent roster. You've got a, a very good back office. I think that their storylines not only are good storylines, 
but they continue to pay them off. Stories that start have a finish, but they also interweave things. You know, you're not looking at six straight weeks of wrestler A versus wrestler B. You're looking at, in my opinion, now it's pretty clouded, my memory, but it's clouded with lots and lots of good living. But from what I remember when I was a kid, you know, there would be a feud against your two top guys, your top heel and your top face. But on the weeks leading up to whenever their battle was, they were battling other opponents. They were in other fights. They had other things going. And there was a thread that wove through and then got paid off at either a pay-per-view or a large television promotion. I feel like Impact is giving us that. Yes, wrestler A is more interested in the title than anything else, but continues to have a life outside of just the title picture mm-hmm. while in that chase. Exactly. And a prime example of that, since you brought it up, I want to touch on this a little bit, that World Heavyweight title match we had. Absolutely. With Eddie, with Eddie Edwards and Trey, which was amazing. And I love the fact that Eddie Edwards, the company guy of Impact, the, the John Cena of Impact, if I say mm-hmm. it any, way, any clearer, or the yep. AJ Styles of Impact, um, he's wow. defending that title every single week. He said it. I, will def- I am a fighting champion. I will defend, 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 defend. And he proved it against – he's going up against different people every week. Now, to go- touch on what you said, Eric Young has shown interest in the title. But mind you, let's not forget, he has a feud going on with Rich Swan, who is injured at mm-hmm. the moment. Again, the main heel you have has other issues or other people to deal with. And that's what Impact is doing. They're mixing their new school with a lot of old school touches. And that's what I love about them. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, that right there is the perfect example Eric Young is, is back. He's new. He's fresh again. However, he's already in the mix about what's going on, and we've already built in another storyline. I, I love the Rich Swan thing. Whenever he comes back, it's going to be a big deal. Now, if, if EY ends up taking the title and, and it becomes a title situation, so be it. If, if that's a move that they don't make for a while, that's fine. But I like the fact that Eric Young has been back for two weeks now, and they've already got two different storylines that have a basis moving forward. He was in the mix in that fatal five-way for the championship and wants his shot against a guy who's going to defend every week. And he took out some serious aggression on a guy who just came back from injury. I feel like they're moving forward the right way. We've already had a title defense by the Motor City Machine Guns. Mm-hmm. We've, we had the first match. We had a great debut from... Uh, the Good Brothers, fantastic. They didn't wrestle right away. They waited a week. Then they had a great match this past week. Headline the night. Tiana Parazzo already had a title defense, is already going on things and making shit happen. I feel like Impact has the recipe, and now they've got the ingredients. Oh, man. man you know what? You, you just chefed it up real quick. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You chefed it up. You, you know, you took your little salt bay, you threw a little salt down. it was good it was good you know what it's beautiful and that's the one thing i'm loving you even said it you hit the nail again diana barraza who i'm slowly becoming a fan of had a great title defense and she's not done with jordan grace but if you look at that match it played off of what happened the week before when kylie ray and her had an interaction diana mushed the hell out of kimberly and kimberly wasn't having it Mm -hmm. You're tying storylines into other storylines just to keep the champion and the main people you have busy 
impact is hitting it right now? You know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot on this podcast, and we've been singing the praises of WWE and uh, AEW, is the cinematic matches. Um, I think that Impact has rolled into the cinematic universe, if, if we're allowed to use that word with a, with a different wrestling company. They rolled into a cinematic universe, but gave a lot of backstory, too. Um, I can tell you from, from my generation, I'm, I'm going to be 40 next year. Um, so I was around for the invention of the real world and road rules and challenge and, and things like that. Reality TV was spawned from, I, I'd say, you know, um, my friend's older brothers and sisters being home from college and watching things like that. It was a little too much for me when I was that age. Um, but I feel like they're grabbing onto that nostalgia train. They just brought in a lot of good wrestlers from their past. They just put the crown on a former champion of theirs. You said it, the John Cena of Impact. Eddie Edwards is the guy. He stays there. He's true to the brand. Um, they're, they're making that nostalgia grab with Wrestle House. I, I know it was a wrestler's house. Wrestler's house. Yeah, re Wrestle House. <laughs> Somebody's wrestler house. house. It's somebody's house. <laughs> it's, it's Tommy Dreamer's house. It's, it's an investment property. I, I got to tell you, so far, there's already two or three catchphrases. We've already gotten at least two matches out of it. And it, you know, it gives us the opportunity to, to fill up a little bit of time. Impact is still wrestling in front of nobody. Mm -hmm. This takes you out of that. There's no crowd there, dead silence wrestling, and gives you a different side. I got to tell you, after week one, technically one and a half i'm on board wade where do you stand with this with wrestle house and everything I, i'm completely on board <laughs> again you are doing you are taking the real world and mixing it with wrestling i love the fact that you even turned into a little bit of a survivor show where they had to fight for rooms they had to and everybody's established like we know everybody and how they're going to work together it's how they're going to live in that house and survive is the point yeah i love i love tommy dreamer as the host he's amazing one of my favorite lines, and I cracked up about it, and I mentioned it in the fourth wall chat with you, and you got, you got the joke, when they brought up a make a truce, no way, Jose. And then he just popped in, popped in, broke the fourth wall, and said, no, we didn't sign him yet. So <laughs> they, are, they are taking every situation within the wrestling world and making it work for what they're doing. And I have to give WrestleHouse credit. It is so, so good. Yeah. If you if you don't watch anything on Impact, you didn't, want to see, you didn't get to watch the wrestling. It's all over social media. Watch the Wrestle House clips. Amazing stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure those clips are on YouTube. Also, it's it's definitely in in my opinion, it is the being the elite of Impact. It's just it's behind the scenes. It's tongue in cheek. It's inside jokes. But even if you're not the uber wrestling fan, it's still funny stuff and it's matches. I got to tell you, um, seeing the Deaners go at it just for a bed, that's a match you wouldn't see. Those guys are a, a tried and true team, thick as thieves. We're not going to see them in a match right now. They're not splitting up. But to see them wrestle for a bed, hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, um, exactly. Also, shout out to Kylie Ray for being an amazing referee. She was great at her job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't yeah. do the Kylie Ray thing. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like... It's like you hit the you hit the bones Tegan Knox face like mm -hmm. <laughs> wait no 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 we can't bring that up this week but I think Bones has gotten us our explicit tag four or five weeks in a row because oh. of her so <laughs> definitely oh man um, I, 
I, I know we don't do grades. I know we don't do anything else, but I've got to say for the past couple of weeks leading up to the pay-per-view and the two shows since, I, I got to tell you, I believe Impact is firing on all cylinders. It's a strong, strong B, even an A. It's definitely a thumbs up. You just threw me. It's, it's top-tier wrestling. It's everything it needs to be. It's storylines. It's payoffs. Um, they're doing a lot with their women's division, which is you're going you're gonna to step up or you're going to get stepped on with, with this. Um, that being said, let's transition to another situation that happened with women's wrestling, something that is creating quite a bit of controversy between at least the two of us. And I got to tell you, for the very first time ever, I commented on social media in a major wrestling promotions comment feed, and I got thousands of likes, and I got hundreds of replies one way or the other. I'm talking about on Monday Night Raw, after the Asuka-Sasha Banks situation, I changed the channel. I've been upset with Raw for a while. I haven't been a big fan of their storylines, the things that they're doing, the way they go. And for years, I've been pissed off about the Asuka situation. Instead of just complaining about it, this week I turned the TV off. Whereas Wade went out and bought, what, like 12 or 14 T-shirts. Um, I, think, I think you might have proposed to Sasha. Uh, not sure what happened there. I'm going to let you run with this because uh, Raw leading up to this match was okay. It wasn't bad. There were some good promos. There was some great wrestling. I mean, let's face it, WWE does have a good deal of the best wrestlers in the world. It's not, not the performer's fault that I'm not a fan of the writing. The performers always go out and do their best, kick ass, take names, all that other stuff. But because women's wrestling finally made me change the channel, I would like to know your take on the situation. Uh, with the biggest smile on my face, I am ready to talk about this. I have told you since day one, we were going to talk about this whenever we got to it. But also, I'm going to book the cameo next week and have Sasha send me a cameo because I love it. Like, I know it's expensive, but oh well. Um, I'm going to honestly say something that me and you have always done with Bones when he gets in these situations and he has his moments. Let's look at the bigger picture here. Now, were you, you had full right to be upset, and I completely understood why you were upset about the situation. There are so many different scenarios you could have done with this match to get, even if Sasha won, you could have played it off. Sasha could have gotten the Oscar lock and completely reversed it and held on for a pin. But you are playing with something that I've taken from comic books. You have put a hero, who is Asuka, in a life or death situation. Do I save my best friend or do I, do I let my best friend get hurt to the point where I can't do anything just to keep a title? And the one thing they've always played with the Kabuki Warriors, which I look at the bigger picture, so I'm going to bring this up again. Even when they did YouTube vignettes or things like that, Asuka always said, you are my best friend. I was lonely without you, and I need you around. He said, I don't care about the title. I'm going to leave my, leave my opponent, who I basically had beat, to go help my best friend. And what completely made me go, you know what, she's going to take the hero's route, is when, is when Kyrie called for her. Asuka. Mm-hmm. and she was screaming to the point where she couldn't fight anymore. And Kyrie was trying, but barely beat the bricks off of her and left. Sasha became champion. The hero cheated to get the cheap win. 
I mean, the villain cheated to get the chief win. Mm -hmm. Mind you, after you turned it off, and I know you did, <laughs> uh, they went back to Asuka and they asked her, how's Kyrie? Is she okay? Asuka visibly crying, sweating. To, I don't know what it looked, but it, it looked great for TV. Looked like a demon possessed and talked in Japanese. I don't know what she said, but it came up like, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to touch on something else we did. What was the match I sent you and Bones a couple, a month ago? Kana and me, when she was Kana mm -hmm. versus Miko Satomura. Let's talk about that demon Kana. When she put that certain clown makeup on, it was a completely different person. I.e. Finn Balor when he's the demon. Do you think we're going to get that payoff in this story? Absolutely. I 110% think we are going to get Asuka as Kana or whatever you want to call the demon persona. We'll find a name for it. And she is going to beat the bricks off of Bailey and Sasha. And that is where the payoff is. I just see it. I don't know how it's gonna ha I don't know how it's gonna look, but Asuka is going to hurt those girls. And the one thing they are doing is they are keep, they keep poking her through social media any way possible. They are doing what they should be doing, what villains heels should be doing. <laughs> I got the title. I took out your best friend. What the hell are you gonna do about it? Nothing, because I have the gold that you that you lost, and now you have to come to me to come get it. I, I'm excited to see what happens next. Hell, Bailey has a title defense tomorrow against Nikki Cross. Who the hell doesn't say Oscar comes out and ruins that for her? It's all the bigger oh, picture, brother. Oh, it's all the bigger picture. See, my 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 problem with the bigger picture is WWE has conditioned me to wait for the bigger picture, mm -hmm. and then it never gets paid off. I'm not done with WWE. I still am going to watch SmackDown. I've been touting for a long time that Raw is just too long now, especially with the way the pandemic is. Uh, I don't want to sound like that guy. However, I went to the go-home show for a fairly large pay-per-view here in Jersey. And during Raw, live in the arena, I fell asleep. It is such a long show. There is so few payoffs to setups, and they just keep rinsing and repeating for so long that, yes, this is a storyline where I think the payoff can be phenomenal. Yes, this is a storyline where I think that the people involved are some of the best players in the game. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care who likes her. I don't care who hates her because she's Snoop's cousin. Sasha is one of the best players in all all of wrestling right now not just wwe not just women she is a top dog i hate bailey but i think i hate bailey because i'm supposed to um my only problem with the situation is i don't feel like we're going to get a good payoff and i feel like vince mcmahon once again has taken the train of oscar is worldwide talent Asuka is known by wrestling fans everywhere as a killer, as a badass, as probably, I mean, I would say that Asuka is the Kenny Omega of female wrestling, world, tra 
Uh, yeah, I'm going there. I, I think I think pound for pound and dollar for dollar, Asuka is the best woman's package going. Her entrance, her style, her abilities, her ability to sell and put other people over. I think Asuka has all of it. I think Asuka has everything wrapped up. And she was Asuka the killer. And so far, they've used her to prove Charlotte Flair is better. So far, they've used her as a placeholder, a punching bag, a who-gives-a-shit tag team. They just don't care about Asuka. They're using Asuka as a credible loss. And that makes me upset. I don't like that. Now, if this storyline does go forward and pay off, it can be amazing. I think that the camaraderie between Bailey and Sasha is awesome. They're, they're almost as in sync as far as being annoying as the Iconics, who I think are the greatest heel female tag team I've ever seen, barring their f- wrestling abilities. They're great wrestlers, but I think that their shtick is a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I think that Bailey and Sasha are almost there. I think that this would be a great storyline if they hadn't routinely just said, Fuck it. Oscar will take the loss. I understand, man. But you know what? You got to look at it from the Sasha perspective, too. She, I am Everything you just said about Oscar, I would say about Sasha. You give Sasha these great runs. Oh, she's going to feud with Charlotte. She's going to feud with this person. What happens? She gets the title and drops it in a week. Two weeks. Not even at a pay-per-view sometimes. Let Charlotte... Let, let, um, Sasha, come back, get this little win under her belt. SummerSlam isn't for about another three, four weeks. That's cool. I would let Asuka have the title run after this. Let her get it back. Cement Asuka's legacy by giving her more than one title win under it. And hell, she's beaten the horsewomen. Legit, if you go through this now, she's beaten all of them. Every Every single one of them. them. And if you were going to say there was a fifth horsewoman, I know it's not math-wise. Asuka's in there. Okay. She's in there, and I can honestly say I cannot wait to see what Asuka does up to the leading weeks of the the next pay-per-view because I honestly thought Sasha was going to lose and Asuka would move on to either Nia Jax or Shayna. Because the one thing we've always said about Asuka's title reigns is she doesn't have credible wins under her belt. At all. And why not? give her the most credible win possible against someone who we feel is a top-tier female talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I got to tell you, the, the one thing you said about Sasha's title reigns is definitely, you've opened my eyes, Wade. You are, like I said, you, you are the man with the plan when it comes to new normal wrestling. Um, I'm, 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 I'm probably just going to find myself watching their clips, though. I don't know if I can go through what's going on on raw week by week anymore, but you've definitely got me intrigued for this. And, and you know what? I, I, I think that Sasha definitely loses something if she loses the title at SummerSlam and it goes back to Oscar. I, I think them flip-flopping this title this much is really, really diminishing it. It's, it's a prestigious title. Uh, but, I mean, Charlotte Flair's been on the main roster for, what, four and a half, five years now? And she's a 37-time women's champion? 40. 40. And 40. Just check it, 40. 40. Which, <laughs> to me, means 38 of those don't fucking matter. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, um, when, when you would look at these guys that would be six-time champions, but each time they held the title, they held it for 250, 350, 400 days. Those titles, not shit. Bob Backlund had the title for what, like 15 years? It, it, was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, uh, Bruno, Bruno, I don't think, still ever has taken a pin. No, um, he's still champion. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Those titles meant something then. You know, if, if you're going to give – a legend, a lifer, a somebody who deserves it a couple of months with the belt because, you know, good for you, cement your legacy. I get it. But when you're talking about arguably two of the top 10 female talents in the world, you got to make the belt mean something. I'd rather Asuka be the killer that she was in Japan and NXT without a title than to be this filler for what's happening with the Sasha and Bailey saga. Oh, the transitional. I get it. I get it. And I expect, I expect things to happen. Honestly, I do not want Sasha to retain. Mm-hmm. Honestly, okay. I'm fine with it. I'm used to it. I want <laughs> Sasha to be, to go after the belt she hasn't won yet. Right. The SmackDown Women's title. Yep. And I honestly feel that since... Asuka is going to be a bigger threat as weeks progress, in my opinion. Bailey is going to somehow cost Sasha this title. And that's See, where you start to divide. Now, if, if we had taken everything else that's happened up to this moment off the plate and they did a belt flip-flop over the course of a month to set up Sasha Bailey at Mania, you know, six, eight months down the line, mm-hmm. I'd be cool with that. My problem is everything leading up to it. But now you saying that, you know, Asuka comes back as a badass, as a killer. They give her a legit run. The title gets lost due to Bailey. That starts the Bailey sasha feud. Some infighting happens, and all of a sudden they lose the tag titles. Then further down the road, be it Mania or be it whenever the first big major pay-per-view with the crowd happens, those two finally go at it for the SmackDown belt. I'd be all in. My problem is, like I said before, This will be the last thing I say on this topic. Of course, you can rebut if you would like. But WWE has trained me to not expect payoffs. That's my problem is I live in the moment with WWE because, you know, Vince can change the script before the wrestler walks out the curtain. And things not making sense and not being paid off have been a part of my life for, you know, I've been back into wrestling for just over 10 years now. And for 10 years, Monday Night Raw has been just a, a dumpster fire. Just, you don't know what's going to happen. That's, that's bad. Dumpster fire connotates that it's been bad. It's been very good, but it's been who the hell knows, you know, mad libs fill in the blank. Mm, I agree. I agree. I've been, it's in the moment. We have to, uh, with the other shows we talk about, we don't live in the moment. We go week by week. WWE, I agree with you is in the moment. And yeah. we just have to see how it plays out. We can have our thoughts and opinions about it, but we just have to see what happens when it's put in front of our face and served to us. So I'm going to definitely tune in to SmackDown and definitely tune in for the next few weeks to see what happens with this storyline. Because honestly, this is the best thing on the main roster because it is a main roster show going on right now besides Drew's title. Which a lot of people aren't too happy with. I don't get that. I don't, yeah. I, I don't get that either. I don't get what, what's the problem. It's because there's no crowd there. Is it because you look, he beat Brock Lesnar, who didn't, doesn't own the defensive title maybe, what, every four months? I, 
I, belts are championships are established to give people opportunities. I was mm -hmm. happy as hell Drew, Drew's won. And you know what? Ever since his title reign, he's had nothing but bangers with good competitors from day Better and better one. every week. Exactly. Yep. Minus Big Show. Yep. We're not going to count him. But Andrade, he's he, a hit list. He's got a hit list of people who he's beaten already. Mm -hmm. And his next feud is going to be fantastic. Because of the promos, man. It that's where I was going to go. We touched on it before. His mic skills, his connect, he's connecting with an audience through the television. Mm -hmm. He's got nobody there to cheer him or boo him. He's, I, 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 I'm, I think he's killing it. I know, I know, I think, I think Bones isn't a big fan of the title run. Uh, I know I'd say at least 51% of social media isn't a fan of the title run. I have no other problems with it. And, and I got to tell you, you might have swayed my decision. I think, I think I will get back it was the one week dispersal i will be back on the raw bandwagon for 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 the new normal wrestling fam i got to be able to report but at least through SummerSlam, if they're gonna have their second biggest pay-per-view of the year and they're going to make something happen with storyline and they can keep a storyline going for it'll be about six weeks by SummerSlam. if they can keep that up they'll have changed my mind you, uh, you mentioned it before. I think you might have misspoke because you said WWE and you meant Raw because a little bit further down the week is Wednesday night. And I think as far as WWE is concerned, NXT is knocking it out of the park. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. NXT. You know what? NXT is the uh, in, case of in case break glass for emergency. Mm -hmm. And they've seen to do it every week. I have not been mad about what NXT is doing. They are having different stories. Again, they're doing what Impact is doing a little bit too. You're mm -hmm. having interweaving storylines and everybody is doing something at some point with someone. And you're even involved in social media, which is the one thing I, I want to touch on. The Johnny Roddy storyline came out of nowhere. Based off of what's going on with them, with the triple threat match last week, and mm -hmm. then the little social media jab they were throwing at each other, they had a banger match. Come on oh, now. Uh, uh, I, I'm on the spot. The Rolodex of my brain isn't firing on all cylinders, but definitely in contention, at least, for match of the week by mm -hmm. far. Of course. And those two, you know what? And I'm a fan of both. I am mm -hmm. a huge fan of Johnny. And I, I, Roddy is my favorite. Roddy, besides Kyle, is my favorite member of the Undisputed Era. Okay. And those two know how to put on a banger of a match, which led to things progressing in the night. That's what you do. And the one thing we haven't talked about in so long is the Undisputed Era. Mm. The Undisputed Era has fallen to the wayside when it comes to things now. Because we would always say, oh, okay, who runs, who's like the best, the top guys in NXT? It would be Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Undisputed Era. Who's the top guys? Velveteen Dream, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Undisputed Era. <laughs> You had, and now it got to the point where it was like, who's the top guys? Adam Cole and Keith Lee. Right. The Undisputed Era for three years, which they brought up, three years has been more dominant than any faction in WWE history. And yes, I'm including the Shield in that. By, oh, by far. By far. The Shield, oh, had, yeah. a high, the Shield had a one high year. Mm -hmm. Era had three. And, and they had three under scrutiny. I mean, 
when 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 you break it out, when you look at it, uh, Raw and SmackDown are more sports entertainment, whereas NXT is more pro wrestling. Look at the fan bases. For them to be able to have the kind of three year run, almost thousand day runs that they've had as a faction. First of all, they're mm-hmm. not a tag team. They're not a triple threat. They're a real, honest to goodness faction. For those guys to be that big for that long with pro wrestling fans who nitpick everything, scrutinize everything, analyze every word, every match, every hold, every look, I think is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Didn't agree more. It's a, it's, you know what? We finally got them established. Again. You laid the groundwork and said, we always talked about the air is the best thing going in wrestling. It's starting to fall to the wayside, and it started with little trickle-down. That's the bigger picture. You start from when they started losing belts. Ah. You break it down from the beginning of 2019 all the way to now. You had it where the era won belts. They lost belts. Adam Cole didn't get the title till God knows when, and then he had an historic reign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had it where Bobby Fish was out with an injury. The era learned to adapt, and then we suddenly forgot about them at a point once they started losing losing belts. We turned into a, what have you done for me lately situation where we should have been like, even if they lose titles, they are the most dominant faction in NXT, and we can't forget that. It led to Roddy losing last night for them to suddenly wake up, and Kyle making his return after taking yeah. a hiatus due to the pandemic and everything, and he has health issues. I understand that completely, but I guess he's good and ready to come back to reestablish the dominance of the era. He said it. You're Bobby Fitch. I'm Kyle O'Reilly. You're Roger Strong. You're Adam Cole, the greatest NXT champion, longest reigning in history. It's time to show <laughs> NXT again who we are. And damn it if they didn't do that last night. That got me excited. And I'm and I I love the era except when they face certain people I I really like <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Gargano but the era is a good thing man I can't wait to Very, see what they do but that's <laughs> also the sign of dominance how many people in wrestling history can you say ah oh, they don't need a belt ah oh, they don't need a belt I think there's too much emphasis put on the titles these days you and I just talked about I mean I just freaked out and turned off the TV about Oscar losing a title I'm definitely one of those people as well um, I feel that they don't need they're so good and they're so dominant especially as a team they don't need the titles to make them they make the titles and I think a lot of wrestling fans are starting to forget about that with the influx of all these belts so many belts so many belts People are starting to think if you don't have a belt, if you're not in the hunt for a belt, if you're not wearing a belt, you don't matter. And that's not the case. Look at how many wrestlers that are in the conversation for the Mount Rushmore have had either minimal or lackluster title runs, but their tenure, their stature, their abilities, their their connectability have put them in that place. I mean, you got to figure, look at the one guy who's probably transcended wrestling more than anybody else until recent memory, Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. How many title runs of his do you really remember? None. <laughs> there, there you go. So, yeah, Andre didn't need the, the belt to be the man, and I think that that's where we've gotten back to. People need to remember that the Undisputed Era can be 
badasses without having to be champions. I, I want to see the Undisputed Era fight, scrape. Like we said about Oscar before, I want to see them be killers again. I want to see some gang warfare. I want to see them run roughshod and say, hey, don't forget who we are. We don't have the gold now, but we don't need it. We are UE. Mm -hmm. Of course. And that's what I want to see. I can't wait. The next few weeks leading up to TakeOver 30, man, that blows my mind. We've had 30 TakeOvers already. Uh, Hey, hey man, Saturdays have become my favorite days for pay-per-views. Oh, of course. Of course. And touching on that and moving on to what's going to be happening with the title scene, Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. wanted your thoughts on this because, honestly – I have two ways about it. Okay, the Karrion Cross Keith Lee situation. Now, this week, last week, we saw Karrion Cross destroy Dominic Dijakovic. And I said his name right because I looked it up like a million times before I came on here. <laughs> <laughs> Do the whole Rocky number mm-hmm. while Keith Lee looked on. We knew there was going to be a response to this from Keith Lee. He, now, I, usually when we see Keith Lee, he's the very calm. He's got that swagger about him. He's very smooth. He came in and went off. I have never seen an angry Keith Lee cut a promo like that. I've always seen cool, calm Keith Lee. Mm-hmm, this is Keith Lee saying, I'm sick of your, and I'm going to censor myself because usually Bones is the one that, you know, gives us that explicit tag. <laughs> sick of the BS over a clock and some sand. If you wanted a shot at the title, all you had to do was tell me and I would give it to you. And now, because of what your actions have caused, even though technically Keith Lee was the reason this whole feud even went down. Sure. He broke the clock. He broke, he, he the, broke, clock. It. He broke the sand the, the sand glass. He did all that. He This would have never happened if he'd have left things alone. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I want a shot at you. And we got a nice little promo from Keith Lee. I mean, I keep it Karen saying, This is your fault. You could have stopped me from taking it. But you didn't. I don't know why you didn't. You did it. And now I want a shot at the NXT championship. I'm going to take it from you. And Scarlett, who, mind you, we, we know her from Impact just being the smoke show. Yep, yep. She has done phenomenal as the, I call her like, uh, if you want to go comic book route, she's the silver surfer to Carrion's Galactus. She was the forewarning, like, yo, this is coming for you now. I'm just here to let you know he's coming for you. And she established that. And I just love the little, I'm going to, we can fight for the title. You name the time, you name the place. And isn't it great to have authority figures? Isn't it, <laughs> yeah. isn't it great well, to have Especially authority- when, when it's a regal. Yeah, when it's regal. But William or Steven doesn't matter. But doesn't yeah, matter but, <laughs> at all. But, but a respected authority. Like, the authority was cool for a little while, then it got played out, and then it came back too many times. But yes, to have a real commissioner gives it that real sport feel. I, I definitely dig it. Now, I got to know from you, from your opinion, where do you go? Because the cross buildup has been way too big to have Keith Lee roll over him. And Keith Lee taking the title from Adam Cole and his huge championship. Keith Lee, man, he, he is the now. He might actually be the future too, but he is definitely the now. 
Keith Lee has done it the right way. Keith Lee has a great thing going. Keith Lee has the right look. I hate to be that guy. But to me, Cody looks like a champion. Drew McIntyre looks like a champion. Keith Lee looks like a champion. Do you take the title off of him? Do you, do you have some weird DQ? Do you keep them both safe? Because that dusty finishes are not the NXT way. Where do you go with this? I, that's the thing. Like, I've said this numerous times, and you hit the nail on the head. Man, what do you do when you have the hottest heel in wrestling right now against the hottest face right now? You are stuck with the immovable object and the whole, you know, that I, I mess up the monsoon saying, but you know what I mean. Monsoon messed it up. It was the immovable force or, or the unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. And he said irresistible force. And now we have Nia Jax. Yeah. And then, oh my God. Oh, oh, kills me. Unstoppable force against the immovable object. object. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's. It's going to be blockbuster. It's going to be dynamite. It's two guys who are conditioned within an inch of their lives. You know, people look at Keith Lee and the people who don't know are like, what? He's, he's a big fat guy. No, no, he's not. He might not be a quote unquote body guy. He might not skip the mashed potatoes, but that guy is phenomenally conditioned, incredibly strong. He can go all day long against a body guy who can carry that mass around. A lot of times you get a guy that's the size. I'm going to call him killer. I don't care. Uh, you get a guy that's the size of killer cross and they can't go more than 10, 12 minutes because of the amount of body weight they're carrying around. These are two guys that could have a 40 minute match at takeover. My question is who loses? How I'm, I, I, I would be fine with either of them winning because they are both of a champion pedigree. I would be very upset if they took the title off of Keith Lee this quickly, even if there is a turnaround and he and, and cross play hot potato. I just think that Keith Lee has earned better and deserves better, but I don't think that we can have him beat carrying cross clean this quickly into, I mean, we're still what months into Cross's debut. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what the thing is? Dusty finishes are not the thing of NXT. You're right. Uh, two of the hottest guys right now. You have to have it work. And I want Keith Lee to retain. I'm going on record saying Keith Lee needs to retain. I agree. I'll take, I'll take it. Keith Lee needs to retain. Karrion needs to lose in a funky way. And the fuse he's having with other people, again, you can interweave storylines again. The person he took out the first time, who we haven't seen in months, since they took him out, needs to come back. And Ciampa needs to cost, cross that title. Uh, now, what would you think? Academic, the, one or the other. What would you think about this? Clean match, 60-minute mm -hmm. Broadway. Mm. Both of those behemoths cannot be pinned for the one-hour time limit. Keith Lee retains based on running out of time. Those guys beat the shit out of each other. Both look strong. Both look great. Both quote unquote get their shit in, but it goes down to a time limit draw. Wouldn't be opposed. Okay. Wouldn't be opposed. I, I think something I mean, different for NXT, but it wouldn't be opposed. And 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 I mean a takeover with a sixty minute time limit match for the champion. I, I think I think both guys, nobody loses any steam. You can continue the feud, you can keep things going. And nobody looks weak because of, of run-ins or this. I just came up with that on the fly, by the way. Mm -hmm. Just oh, a thought. That's a nice little just a, thought. Just a little thought. It popped, it popped into the head. It popped into the head. Um, 
that being said, we're still on the championship talk. I, I got to admit, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, all of the NXT pay-per-views or free-per-views or whatever you want to call them have been fire. NXT in your house was so good. The cards they put together, the cinematic match outside with the, the parking lot street fight, the little set that they put up where they had somebody toss through a window and somebody come off the roof. They have been hitting nuance square on the head. I got to tell you, I, I, I think I'm really looking forward to talking shop mania this weekend. Hope you can make it. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. We're going to see a lot of people we haven't seen before. But I got to tell you, man, even, even more so than um, All Out, I, I think I'm looking forward to take over 30 more than anything else on the docket right now. Um, I'm interested in the Oscar sasha situation. But as of right now, I have a mild interest in SummerSlam. But I think TakeOver 30 is shaping up to be another monster where people say that NXT floated the company for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Again, again, and again. <laughs> Every especially time because, NXT does it. Especially because coming up then, we're going to have that North American Championship finals happening. We're going to have that five-way ladder match, and we saw the second three-way match uh, last night to that. Uh, again, I, I mentioned I didn't get to catch all of NXT. I've had kind of a, an interesting 24 hours. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to default to you again. Uh, I, I can tell you I know who won, and... <sighs> I would have been fine with all three of them winning. I would like to have seen those three in the finals. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping my man Finn, I'm wearing, wearing my Balor shirt right now, hope my man Finn gets another shot at filling that fifth spot. I think Bones might have brought that up last week where maybe all of the losers just get put into a melee for that final spot. But um, we have another combatant for our fatal five-way ladder match. Uh, tell us about the match last night, Wade. Oh, uh, man, you know what? Like, again, these are three people who we should have seen in the final. Like you said, it's the match that you didn't want. It's a match that you're going to be like, these, all, all, these other three guys should be involved in three different matches. Why are you putting the three best guys in one match? And I understand it now because they put on a clinic of a match. You have Thatcher, Timothy Thatcher, who I am not the biggest fan of, but I respect what he does in the ring. <clears throat> as the grappler taking out knees, arms, legs, popping everything. You had Finn Balor, the guy who said, I'm just here because you need the Finn Balor rub. That's what I like about him right now. Finn Balor's hot, and he only shows up when he wants to. He's self-aware. He's self-aware. He's like the Deadpool of WWE, of uh, NXT. Oh, I love that! <laughs> He's the Deadpool of NXT. You uh, only need pro, me pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling Tees. You owe wait a dollar for every one of those. Yes, you do. Yes, yes. Establish those now. <laughs> but, um, and then we had Dexter Loomis, the oddball out of the entire group. I, I'm, I'm on his bandwagon. I am too. He's won me over. I'm like, what mm -hmm. the hell is this? I remember when he was Sam Shaw on Impact, and they just tweaked the gimmick where he yep. doesn't speak. He barely does anything. He speaks through his actions or his artwork. Mm -hmm. He moved on past the era, and now he's focused on becoming finally champion. And they put on a great match. Hands down, one of my favorite matches of the night between the two shows I had to watch. Because uh, <laughs> Lord knows I have to watch both shows. Um, and Dexter Lewis picked up the win in a surprising way, too. Uh, it was like one of those lockup moves where he had, where somebody was, fin he had Finn, uh, Thatcher had Finn in some type of submission, and Lewis just came in and put in his. 
and that's how Loomis got the win. So I, I low low key, I could see Dexter Loomis walking out as North American champion. Depending yep. on the other three combatants we have, mm-hmm. low key he could be the one to go for it. I also think it's a great way to go, especially with the action speaking louder than words. Um, I, I think that the mouthpieces, Keith Lee can cut a promo as well, if not better than almost everybody on that roster. Uh, I think that, you know, the, the, the Sasha Banks and, and Bailey's are just promo killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love what Drew's doing. Um, I, I'm, I'm saying WWE's got a ton of great promos. I think putting a title on a guy who's going to stare you down and beat you up, it's a good move. Perfect. Perfectly said. He's just going to come in and do what he has to do. Silent killer. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did they announce next week? I'm sure they did. They must have announced. Who do we have coming up next week in our triple threat? Next week, it is a very interesting match. I mean, this could, again, go either way. We have Oni Lorcan, Damian Priest, and this one guy from NXT UK. I, his name escapes me at the moment. Um, okay. I don't want to, you know, keep things going and keep the show going, but when his name, when I find his name, I'll, I'll bring it up later. But another interesting triple threat match where you're bringing someone from NXT UK. From, but from what I've heard, this guy's very popular in NXT UK. Mm-hmm. He's going to be one of those guys we should be paying attention to. I think that's a great move. Uh, you know, a, a little cross promotion going on there, especially because uh, we know what's going on with Imperium. Uh, and, and, you know, some of their guys not wanting to come over here to the U.S., so they're going to keep NXT UK as its own thing. Um, I think that a lot of people have been clamoring for, for Punishment Martinez to finally show up in the Damian Priest character. Um, I like the matches that he's had over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I like his promo work. I love his deep voice. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of everything going on, and I think putting him front and center in – you know, a qualifying match is, is a good way to really showcase him. He got a very slow start. He got a no start when he first got signed. And then it's been a slow burn. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Damian Priest in the finals. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get the W there. I think an Oni Lorcan is an interesting addition, like you said. Uh, I just don't think his skill set translates into a five-man ladder match. I think he's very entertaining. Um, much like we had Thatcher this week in the three-way. I, I think he's a guy that's going to make this match seem very important. He's going to play by a different set of rules than the other two. He, he's going to make all those things happen. I just – I think that the height and size of a Damian Priest, the – just – he just – he was a madman as Punishment Martinez. Mm-hmm. I think that that's going to translate well. I, I see him picking up the W again. I am not the uh, NXT aficionado that, that you are – but I think next week is going to be a real interesting week with a guy that most of us, or at least some of us, won't be familiar with. Uh, a, a guy who's got a very different style of wrestling, which I am very much into. And then a guy who was a big deal when he got signed, and then they really slow burn this. I, I, think, mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting story. I'm sure you just looked up uh, the gentleman's name from NXT. Ridge Holland. His name is Ridge, Ridge Holland. Yeah, definitely, definitely not somebody I'm familiar with, but – you know, with especially with the amount of free time we have, if he goes in there and puts on a clinic, um, I might be more apt to start watching NXT UK. It, there's just there's so much wrestling going on right now. I'm kind of sticking with what I've already been with. Right. Yeah, sticking with the show. 
And I mean, if you want to touch on it quick, we also have a number one contenders match for EO Shirai's title next week. Yes, please do. Wait. Uh, we will have Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. And I, I'm excited for that. It was a great promo. It was a mm-hmm. great bit. I, I, like, I liked her coming in being, hey, my, my shit don't stink. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really lose. Uh, I'm a badass. I'm coming back for the title. I, I liked it. I liked it too. And, and I liked Dakota's promo on the other side. I, you know what I really liked? She didn't look at the camera once. She mm-hmm. looked at the interviewer. It gave me that feeling of passion. Like, it was always weird when Mean Gene would stand behind the Macho Man or stand behind Hulk Hogan, and they would talk straight into the camera, brother. But uh, I, I, felt, I, felt like it was, I felt like it was more personal. It was a great promo. Mm-hmm. It was, because she said it. And if you look at it, she's not lying. Anytime she's had to go after a contendership title, it's a fatal five-way, a fatal four-way, a ladder match. She said, I'm tired of having to go through hoops to get something that mm-hmm. I've been saying I wanted since day one. And it's funny that they allowed her to call WWE out on that. Mm-hmm. How many years have we been saying? Now, granted, I understand some situations. Um, the women, their first time headlining WrestleMania. You, you couldn't have left any of those three ladies out. You couldn't do it. So turning that, but, but how many times was your title match becoming a triple threat or a fatal four-way? I like that, that she called out the situation of, no, I'm the best. I want to beat the person who thinks they're the best and show who the best is to then go on for the championship. Well said. Mm -hmm. Couldn't, couldn't agree more, man. Ah, NXT. You you never seem to let me down every week. You always do something interesting to keep me in tune. (laughs) Every week. And, and like we've said, the best top to bottom women's roster in pro wrestling right now. I think, I think everywhere else has excellent, excellent top tier players. Okay. The rest of WWE has excellent top tier players. AEW still needs the help. They're Mm -hmm. bringing in a lot. They're bringing in a lot of women. They're bringing in a lot of people to uh, take charge. They're, they're doing, I'm going to, I'm going to light the fire underway. They're going to do a tag team tournament where it's not specific tag teams. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and it's something else that we touched on with the, the triple threat for the slot for the North American Championship about bringing somebody in from NXT UK. Um, I have been absolutely loving what AEW is doing with this open challenge. You know, getting to see an Eddie Edwards, getting to see Sonny Kiss put his shit on the line in a big way giving Sonny Kiss a great entrance, a great match, um, bringing in this guy, Warhorse. I don't know if you're familiar with Warhorse. I, I, had, I had never heard of Warhorse. And you know what? I even said to my wife last night, I said, look, if this guy puts on a good enough match or if I like his character enough, I'm going to look into some of his matches and where he wrestles. I think, I think AEW is knocking it out of the park with – making a wrestling promotion for wrestlers by wrestlers, bringing the indie darlings in and not shying away from it, not WWE glossing over like, oh, we found this guy in, you know, the fields picking apples. No, we got this guy from another wrestling promotion. He's got belts from 30 different promotions all over the world. He's been doing this for 15 years. Now he's getting a shot. I think, I think AEW is breaking down the, no matter what, you never discuss the other companies. Mm-hmm. But they're doing it in a good way. Yes, they're poking the bear, especially last night. There was a lot of shots taken at WWE last night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> Taz, baby. Yeah, Taz. Um, but but there have been no a, mic. <laughs> Don't give him no mic. <laughs> there, there have been a lot, a lot, a lot of shots taken, both good and bad, by AEW towards other promotions. They're putting the shine on wrestling, not just on their promotion. Couldn't agree more. And that's what you know. What the thing is, you spoke on the open challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Can we touch on the open challenge just a little bit? And I want to give my complete and utter thoughts. Please, on this. please. This is a hot take. Forgive me for this. Uh oh. Cody Rhodes is handling the TNT Championship Open Challenge better than John Cena did with the U.S. title. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't think that's that hot of a take, Wade. I think I think you absolutely nailed it. Uh, I have one reason I think why, and then I'm going to let you explain. Mm-hmm. I think because it's open to everybody. Uh, other than that, please tell tell me why. Tell me why you're saying this. You definitely you definitely break things down in a much more analytical way. I'm I'm definitely still that little kid sitting there with his lollipop, like, yay, the good guy won. <laughs> um, please t- t- tell me your thoughts. Never. You're one of the most concise mind, one of the most greatest minds when when it comes to talking wrestling with you, man. Um, you. Honestly, Cody, and you hit the nail on the head. I keep saying it's like I feel like I'm running a broken record. It's open challenge. You can be from any possible place and come and challenge me. You could be on the AEW roster. You could be, you could be um, Warhorse, who I know from the independent scene. Never seen him wrestle, but seen some in person. Seen a lot of his matches. You had Sonny Kiss, a person who never gets a shot at any type of title within AEW. That was one of the main things a lot of us said. How come he's not getting title shot opportunities? Sunny Kiss is, is a very talented person on that roster. Um, oh, yeah. You have uh, who else challenged for the title? And, mm, I'm forgetting Hager. Yeah, that that match doesn't count. You know, it, Cena Cena had some duds along the way in the U.S. Open Challenge. But Eddie Edwards came in last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, Kingston Kingston came in. Oh, Ed, Edward, yes, Eddie King. Hey. And both Eddies are great. We can talk about how they're both great. It's all right. <laughs> Oops. Eddie Eddie, it's got me doing it. Eddie Sorry. Kingston came in, a guy who has been running his mouth off, and that's one of the best things about him, a promo guy who can actually do what he does. Mm-hmm. And you're having Cody, the guy who's supposed to carry the title, go up against different people every time, and he's having to adapt to different styles, and he's winning in different ways. Mm-hmm. I, and, 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 and totally swerving us here. He beat he beat Archer to get it in a way that we thought Archer is going to be the guy to carry that title. He beat Sonny Kiss, not in the cleanest way possible, but we were like, yo, you should have, he should have dropped the title to him. He faced Warhorse last night and beat him with a figure four. When is the last time you seen someone lose to a figure four? <laughs> I said that a couple weeks ago about the amount of Canadian destroyers going on and they're not even being used as setups. And then on impact in that women's match, just, yeah, yes, I love the fact that it doesn't have to be five moves. I'm, I'm a Cena guy through and through, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be five moves of doom to set up your finish, and then once you hit your finish, it's over. I'm loving the fact that somebody tapped out to the figure four for a title on television. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And Beautiful. I, and I got to say, Cody's my MVP in AEW right now. On the male side. That's a hot take. Wow. On the male side, and I've said it, and people look at me like I'm, like I'm crazy. I don't Cody think so. Cody is the MVP. 
you gave someone who we thought was going to be AEW World Champ off the rip, you gave him the workhorse title. And he's mm-hmm. going to do what Cody does best when it comes to establishing titles because he did it when he was Intercontinental Champion. Let's yep. not forget that run. Nope. You can't. And he's establishing the TNT title as, yeah, the world title exists, but my title is, is a little bit more important. It shows how you're the man that's going to be running the company sooner or later. Now, now transitioning from that, I, I had a complete mark out moment. Um, it, it goes in with this. If, if you've been waiting for this to come out, because I think, I think I've actually said his name on every podcast that we've done since yes. we were named the last one. We finally got now. I am not a spoiler guy. I am not an internet guy. I am not a reader of things. Uh, I, I actually kind of got pissed off back in the day when fans would take signs to Raw knowing who the special guests were because it ruined it for me. When you see 30 signs that have somebody's name on it, you know they're coming out. Last night, Matt Cardona came out, the former Zack Ryder, and I threw my phone and pushed my coffee table out of the way, put my arms up in victory, put the good brothers up to the sky, and started screaming at my TV before my wife even got a glimpse because he kind of he breezed past the screen, and then they focused in on him. The former Zack Ryder, the Matt Cardona, came out, and now um, I didn't look, so I'm not sure, but he hit two of the biggest and best-looking Rough Riders I've ever seen him hit last night. What, do you know what he's calling that now? Has he changed the name of the Rough Rider? They didn't say it. They didn't call it. They just no. said he, he's, he's, he looks completely different. And then he come in. I haven't seen – yeah, exactly. I'm going to agree with you. I haven't seen a Rough Rider like that since he fought Dolph and beat him for the U.S. title. <laughs> Woo! I mean, Those Rough Riders are sick. Come on. Um, obviously, the always ready, always there, still here, not there, whatever it is you want to call it, that guy's 10 was to 11 – his body looks like he hasn't had sugar or carbs in 15 years. Uh, he used to make fun of the hair, and he even talks openly about, you know, using laser lights and this and that to keep it going. Matt Cardona came out last night ready to go. He looks like a pro wrestler. He came in, busted some ass, and now he's in a program not against, not for the title, but with Cody this upcoming week. I like the fact that they use storyline to let Cody take a week off of the open challenge. They didn't just brush it under the rug and hope we wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. Um, a big debut. Uh, I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know. I mean, aligning yourself with Cody, you got to believe right off the bat he's a face. But mm-hmm. he could turn on Cody and start pounding on him and say, I want that title. I, I don't know what's coming, and I have to tell you, as far as AEW is concerned, I think that his debut and the possibilities of what can happen are the thing I am most looking forward to right now. You know what? I, I did like the debut. I'm going to say it. I liked it. I think it took away from Warhorse just a little bit. I feel it did because it happened right after and you didn't get a mm-hmm. chance to even let the match progress or even let you know, Warhorse do the handshake thing to establish himself, get himself a little bit more TV time. It See, didn't go that way. And I even, and I, you know what? I'm even more mad at, at Matt because we were deprived in Arn Anderson's spine buster 
you know I love a good Arn Anderson spine buster. <laughs> Best, he was ready for it too, he was, man. He, he, was, he was almost in the three-point. Yep. Uh, That's, I, I have to agree with you for that. At the, at the end, right before they cut to commercial, Matt was waving somebody over, and it turned out to be Arn, and I thought he was going to wave over Warhorse and give him his just dues right before they went to commercial. I'll agree with that. Jennifer, Jennifer mentioned the same thing. She said, oh, that, that, the poor kid had a great match. Everything was awesome. And I think that this was the very first time that Cody didn't grab the opponent's hand and raise it. He didn't do it to Hager, but that's, that's infighting. I'm mm-hmm. saying as far as that, uh, he did it for Jungle Boy. He did it for Sonny Kiss. He did it for – he didn't do it for, for Kingston, I don't mm-hmm. think. They might have had a handshake. No, no, Kingston was pissed. He, he, he bailed at the end. But, yeah, uh, I feel bad that War Horse got overshadowed, but, but the, the, the holy shit moment for me was definitely there. <laughs> I, I was surprised we didn't get a, 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 you know, an AEW version of O-Radio, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. We're going to get ready for it. Um, speaking of what I thought was the thing I am most excited about and, and one of the best things going, I have got to give it to team Taz, man. Um, Brian cage has been a, a favorite of mine. He's been, he's been up there for me since, you know, I, I loved, I loved watching a guy, his size, do what he was doing in Lucha underground. I liked his title run with impact. I liked the feuds that he had. Um, I'm definitely a fan of what's going on here. Anytime you add Taz to anything, you get that nostalgia hit also. But, man, I got to tell you, the addition of a Ricky Starks to that situation, um, I, was, I was actually taken back. I didn't know what to expect at first. I also thought that I don't know what Ricky Starks has on who, but that kid's past month has been phenomenal. He was sitting around waiting for or AE, uh, I'm sorry, uh, NWA to, to resurface and be able to start taping again. Uh, he gets a dark match out of nowhere. He comes in and gets an open challenge situation. And now he's part of a Taz stable. Uh, good on him. I, I'm really liking it. That's actually something that you had mentioned to me before we started. But why don't you share your thoughts with the, with the, the podcast world about the Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Taz triangle? Uh, you know what? I, I, I said that was one of the highlights for me. Ricky Starks, and I feel so proud to say that Ricky Starks is one of my favorites watching NWA. You gave that kid a mic who had to follow up Taz, mind you. Follow up Taz, mm-hmm. who is, is, is great on the mic, except when he mentions the other companies. He stopped. Yeah, he goes off the rails. Just that, like, dude, to focus on your clients, that's your clients that you have. You gave Ricky Starks the mic. And what did he do? He ran with – you give that kid the ball, he's going to do damage. Yeah. And one of the greatest lines he said when he was talking about Darby Allen, you, you dress like Pigpen and you wrestle like um, – what did he say? You wrestle like – oh, man. The line was just perfect. He said, you dress like Pigpen and you, uh, you, wrestle, you wrestle like garbage or something like that along mm-hmm. those lines. But, man. He tore into them and even tore into Moxley a little bit too. Yep. I feel down the road we could see that Ricky Starks is going to be one of those guys that you have to give a title shot to, that he's going to be in line for a major title. Not a tag title, singles title. Hell, I give him the TNT title within the next year. What? Oh, that's a hot take. Okay. Mm-hmm. Within the next uh, year, he'll be TNT champion. I, I, can, I can see that. Back, back on, on uh, NWA – 
Uh, I call him either little or mini rock, you know, the facial expressions he makes, the gold chain, the, 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 the flashy t-shirt, by the way, did you notice his, I don't even know what they're called. The shoes he wore two weeks ago when he jumped Moxley, they've got no heel to, they're like slippers, but with kind of a loafer front. Come on, man. That is Stacy Adams. They look like Stacy Adams. That is the rock wearing the, the chain over the turtleneck with the fanny pack on that kid. And, and, and man, he cuts some good promos in NWA, but NWA is taped and produced and this other stuff. What he did last night with zero cuts and zero edits live. And like you said, right after Taz, um, his wrestling, pretty good. His mm-hmm. shtick is great. His mic is phenomenal. I'm, I'm all on board. And here's the other thing. He would be small against the Undisputed Era. But in AEW, he's just one of the guys. They've got some giants. They've got some body guys. But most of the guys are of a Ricky Stark size there. I think it's a great fit. A, a wrestling company by wrestlers for wrestlers. And when he first popped up, I kind of chuckled to myself because, you know, he was Stroke Daddy from, from NWA. And I, I have to agree with you. Stroke Daddy has won me over. He, uh, you're putting a title on him within a year. That's a bold statement, but I can't say that you're wrong. Going to be, man. I'm telling you, Ricky Starks is low-key going to be one of the MVPs of AEW. That's not in the elite and is not named Chris Jericho and is not named Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. He's, in, he's, he's establishing his own spot. He's making his time, and he's using his time wisely. When you're given these moments, you have to embrace them and work with what you're given. Ricky Starks, who we didn't even think was going to even pop up in AEW, mm. has come in and hit the ground running. And credit to him because, oh, man, that match. At the end, I don't know if you, you – oh, oh, yeah. Um, I, I lost my shit because I watched the way that the board slid off his back. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and I knew right away, like, that's cheese grater stuff, man. Mm-hmm. That is cheese grater. Uh, the adrenaline, because I said he's hurting, and Jennifer said no. The adrenaline and this and that and TV. And I said, yeah, yeah. But in 15 minutes when that high wears off and he's got gashes, multiple gashes going mm-hmm. across his back on that soft tissue over, and it kind of went down like almost under his armpit a little bit. Yeah. Um, for him to take that kind of – you know they discussed it first. He knew the spot was coming. He's going to do whatever it takes to make himself great in AEW. And uh, I got to tell you, I, 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 know, I know I sing their praises every week, but with the exception of what, in my opinion, was a mediocre Raw until I blew my gasket about the Oscar situation – I think we have had a phenomenal week of wrestling that's mm-hmm. going to be backed up with another great week. Like you said, we have another triple threat coming up in NXT. We have another number one contenders match coming up in NXT. We're going to have the continuation of Cross and Lee. We're going to have the Undisputed Era deciding where they're going to go. We're going to have Bailey and Sasha and Asuka doing what they do every week. We're going to have Drew cut a great promo. We've got the build for SummerSlam coming. We've got the build for All Out coming. We've got the build for TakeOver coming. 
I think we're in that sweet spot right now where if we hit cruise control and they stick to their guns, we're looking at three, four weeks of excellent storytelling and wrestling. Beautifully, beautiful said. I can't wait. There's only one ugly side of it that I don't like. And I want this. Okay. You are the AEW guy. I will give you credit. But um, something was announced and you are the most honest when it comes to AEW with their positives as well as their faults. Mm. I have a very big issue with something they are doing within the women's division right now. And it was announced last night and I have my thoughts and I'm going to share them with you. The deadly draw was announced, right? Last week. We all went into, oh, it's lethal lottery. That's great. I love lethal lottery. Putting people together who don't normally work together and have feuds. The rules were broken down last week. I mean, well, to last night. And the rules goes as follows. It will be, the tournament is a random draw. All competitors have to draw a color. Matching colors will become a team. And the selections are final and cannot be appealed. That means the partner you have, you're stuck with. No questions asked. We went into this tournament thinking, oh, man, they're going to establish more stars. They're going to bring in different talents, what they've been doing with the TNT title. They're keeping it in-house. Okay, cool beans. The first team, the second team was announced, and we, they even screwed it up there. Last week, they said the Nightmare family was in it, Allie, mm-hmm. and, Allie and Brandy. They might not even be on the same damn team. Mm-hmm. Nyla Rose found out she's on a team. She got her color last night, and her partner was announced last night. I, I'm not familiar with her partner, are you? Funk is on a roll. No! She was a Funkadactyl? Yes. He was the other Funkadactyl with Naomi. How do I not even remember that? I was such a big Tyrus guy. Because she's not, because she was, she was the least, she was the Genetti of the Funkadactyls. Okay, first of all, you know never to make that with me, ever, I ever, ever. <laughs> I, fuck Shawn Michaels to this day. Wow. Okay, okay. All right. He, she was the, she, wow, she was the. Um, no, no, you nailed it. She was the Genetti. She was Nanny. the second, second tier. She was the road dog of the of the outlaws. She was the road dog. See, I like what you did there. Much better. Much better. She was the road dog of the outlaws. Like, we know Billy's the better talent, but you know, whatever. <laughs> You're the mic person. We'll let you have that. How um, did I not even? I didn't even put that together. Oh man. Because you're used to her old name, Cameron. Yeah. And well, she goes, she's going by her real name now. And she already established, because I saw this on the internet. She, before the pandemic happened, she said she was going to get back into wrestling and she wanted to work the indies because she never got that opportunity. She went straight from WWE. Mm-hmm. She wanted to work the indies. And I guess this is her big sign. So she was announced as her part, as uh, Nyla Rose's partner. Nyla Rose and Vicky were not too happy about this. <laughs> no. They looked totally pissed off. But the other news was mentioned about how this is going to take place, the whole entire tournament. And this is the part that you're not digging, right? Oh, hell no. Okay, let's lay it on them. Establish a women's division, I feel you should be on TV. To establish how important this tournament is, it should be on TV. Why the hell are you making another YouTube show for us to watch? And it's damn near hard to keep up with dark. (laughs) Two hours of dark this week. An hour hour and 50 minutes? Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Give me great wrestling. I love it to death, and I love the fact that they're trying out new talent. But when Dark was around like an hour, hour and 10, I'm like, perfect. Mm-hmm. C- catch that right before Impact. Mm-hmm. 
and you're putting it, you're making another show. You know, you're not including this with Dark, because they said yeah. it. Another YouTube show specifically based to the Deadly Draw tournament. Why? It's, I don't, I don't AEW, you take eight steps forward and seven steps back at some points. It's, yep. I don't get it. And, I, I, and we know who's in charge of that women's division. We thought it was Brandy. We found out it wasn't. No. He's the face of it. Yep. Mr. Omega. Kenny. Kenny's still going strong. Kenny. Kenny. Great, what great are you doing? signings, but I, I have to agree with you, considering that it's it's pretty well I don't want to take anything away. I think that the ladies that are there are great. They're getting mm-hmm. better every week. I, I love what Penelope Ford's doing. She gets yes. leaps and bounds better every week. But to have what is probably the weakest televised, mainstream televised women's division to then spotlight the women and not put them you have two hours of tnt time give them a 15 minute match mm-hmm. give them two of them every week you telling me you can't give me 30 minutes of good women's wrestling to bolster your women's division make your casual fan care a bit more about these ladies mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm right on there with you i didn't look in the stipulations i saw what they put up on the graphic last night i didn't read in further when you told me that that was its own entity on youtube to me just says throw away mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. diehard fan is going to watch but your casual observer will have no clue what's going on exactly and then you're building these teams i said if you want to make this deadly draw important you bring outside people you bring yep. the talent you have you establish the talent you have on tv mm-hmm television. I know I said before YouTube is well established and something like that. But to get me to care about your women's division, put them there so I can see them. We only got one women's match from them this week. You, YouTube is a step up for some companies. AEW is already on TNT. That's a step back for them. I, mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying about YouTube being established and you're right. You're not backtracking. For WWE to do something on YouTube is a step back. For NXT to do something on YouTube is a step back. For AEW, it's a step back. For your Ring of Honors, for your I, – I, I personally – one of my favorite shows going was NWA, and that was only on YouTube. It was a great show. Production was awesome. I liked their fake commercials. Their wrestling was outstanding. Their commentary team was great. Everything was awesome. You're backdooring – not backdooring. You're, you're backseating the women's division in AEW. Mm-hmm. And that's that that just hurt my hurt me. And we know some of the people in the tournament. Who else is left? Like, are you gonna start announcing teams on the random, on the fly? Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, is I this need, it, I need concrete stuff. Yeah, is this is this gonna be an announcement on dark? Is this gonna be social media stuff? Are we gonna have to sit through the lottery on dynamite, but then not get to see the payoff? I, I just it's a misstep. It's 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 a great concept, it's a poor execution. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I'm just ah, AEW. Like you, you've established that tag team wrestling is important to you, but the one thing a lot of us care about is a women's division. Mm-hmm. And you're not establishing them. You had a great match last night with people who weren't familiar with De- Diamante. Oh, got got to finally see what she can do. And Diamante, who's wrestled around here in the Jersey, around Jersey, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I've see, we've seen her in Impact and. Things of that nature. She's even. She was even in Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
got a spotlight last night. This is what you should be doing. Your champion didn't even have a title match with someone who's a valuable threat. That's what I want to see. And like you said, you have two hours. Give me two women's matches. Two. Three at the most. Two. Give me, yeah, give me, give me a number one contenders match for the title and give me two of these matches in the tag team division that gets six women on television minimum every week in a division that needs a little bit of help and like you said if tag team wrestling is so important to aew which it is it mm-hmm. definitely is i'm not downplaying that and i'm loving it because i'm a diehard old school longtime tag team guy um why would you have a tag team tournament not televised mm. and you know what I think we should wrap it up with one more note. Just a, a, a little kiss, a little cherry on top for us missing the third player in the game. J.C. Bones not with us this week, and he screams almost as much about old-school tag team wrestling as he does about bad women's facials in NXT. <laughs> we had the contract signing last night, no longer free agents, contract signing of FTR and during that contract signing they had a discussion about FTR rules we're going to harken this back to Ravens rules we're going to harken this back to to old school stuff because in the murmurings some of the things that were said that were most important and they were told were in the contract is during their matches an enforced hard 10 second rule in between tags and a tag rope. These are things that Johnny has gone off on week after week after week. And whether he's going to get it full time or not, they made the effort last night to announce that the main event was a tornado match as opposed to just letting it happen. And they put on TV the fact that the 10 sec or the 10 count rule and tag ropes will now be a part of at least some of the tag team wrestling. That's going to be happening. I, I, for one, am very happy with that. The FTR is a tag team old school that we both love. We've all loved, we all love them when they were the rival. And one of the biggest things with them was tag team wrestling. <laughs> yeah, again, I'm going to hark on what you said. Bones missed out on a great time to talk about this because yep. he finally got what he wanted. <laughs> so now my question is to you, I know FTR has a match next week. Mm-hmm. Would the FTR rules apply to that match? Contract was signed last night on TV. I watched that, baby. Mm-hmm. I would have to assume that with the exception of – I don't. I, I think they're going live live still now. I know, I know that a couple – I know that they do a couple live and a few taped. Uh, if they go live live next week, I've got to assume that no matter what, the, the FTR rules will be in effect. Mm-hmm. And I hope they are. I hope they are because that, that's a big tag match with a lot of bodies. Yes. And and they're doing yeah, that so so many, so many, so many tags going on. Uh what they had a uh an eight man this week and we're oh no, a ten man this week and we're doing a twelve man next week. They're they're going all out. I, I, I feel like almost every match this week too on AEW was a main event possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, uh a bunch of the titles got defended. Uh I, I feel I feel like the pacing is just a, a better pacing than some of the other programs. I feel I feel a sense of urgency with NXT, Impact, and AEW that I don't necessarily get in Raw at all or even SmackDown. I feel like 
they're built with, we got to grab you right away. Great matches, good storyline throughout and building to the crescendo. Um, I like the fact Eric Bischoff used to talk about it all the time, you know, uh, having a three tier, a beginning, a middle and an end actually making things happen. And, and I feel like uh, a lot of people are, are really getting into that now. One of the great things we have with the wrestling nowadays is it feels like besides Raw and SmackDown, like you said, we're getting the beginning, the middle, and the end. You have to, play, you have to pay attention because mm-hmm. you may miss something that leads to something else later on down in the show. And ah, it's just a beautiful moment in wrestling. I can't wait to see what happens next week. <laughs> I'm well, glad I got be- you back for Raw. <laughs> That being said, I can't wait to talk with you about what happens next week. We're going to have Johnny Bones back with us. Everybody, make sure you hit up EMG underscore JC Bones on Instagram. Uh, I think, isn't that his Twitter too? No, it's just JC Bones. Yeah, just JC Bones on Twitter. JC Bones on Twitter, guys. Hit him up. Let him know you missed him this week. Tell him that that this, this podcast can't survive without him. Maddie and Wade have no clue what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. We need to have the reins brought in. Wade, hit, hit the fam up with where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Wade Ilson underscore, and you can find me on Twitter at Wade Ilson. Also, aren't we part of a lavish exclusive network, brother? Aren't we? I do believe. I do believe. Uh, would you like to fill everybody in with where they can find this podcast a part of that network? Oh, we can be found a part of an amazing network, the Fourth Wall Pop Network, where you can find such amazing shows as ours, Big Heck and Wade <laughs> Adventures, which I'm a part of, Wade Two Pods. <laughs> Wade Two Pods? Wade Two Pods. Way How has that one pods. not come up in our chat? That's part oh, of, that's, that's I mean, it now. Wade Two Pods. Uh, we also have uh, Pop Sports Shorts with Doc and random guests every week. I love, I love listening to that show. It's one of my favorites, other than doing this with the good brother, Matty G. Um, and Bones, also Getting Grilled, and pop, the Pop Culture Collective. Yeah, lots of, lots of great shows. You can find us uh, the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Uh, you can get that pretty much or almost anywhere you find all your podcasts these days. I think we're uh, – uh, is it Spotify we're waiting on? Uh, I think I- – think we're waiting on iHeartRadio. iHeart, iHeart. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, Spotify, Apple Tunes, Google Play, all that great stuff. You can find us there. I am DJ Matty G. I have a brand new Instagram handle for you this week. Uh, my work handle is going to be my work handle, but for everything, personal life, dogs, and wrestling, which is pretty much all the same thing for me, you can find me at, at DJ Matty G N J, like New Jersey. That is at DJ Matty G N J on Instagram and at DJ Matty G N J on Twitter. Figured we would just make it nice and easy and concise. Uh, I don't ever follow Facebook. So, I mean, you can hit me up there, but I won't get back to you. <laughs> I, I want to thank the lavish one, the great one, the illest of the ill, the flyest of the fly, the one man I want on my side. If I am going into a handicap match, guys, let's give it up one more time for the good brother, Wade Ilson. I'm Matty G. Hope you guys had a great time on the new Normal Wrestling Podcast. We will see you next week. Later.